0: Hello. Welcome to the Brian Francis podcast, episode number two. We've made it this far. We've come a long way, haven't we? Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of my level of commitment, this is uh, ranks in one of the higher things I've committed to, episode number two. Um, so thank you for being here. It is June 4th, a lovely Day in June in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. It was initially raining this morning, and then uh, some clouds uh, rolled in, uh, left, and then came back again, and now it's sunny. You know what it is? It's a mixed bag. Today's weather is a mixed bag. And I know you come here for the weather reports. I know you are... um, sort of confused all week as to what should I wear, is it going to warm up, let me listen to the podcast. So there's my uh, meteorological prediction mix bag. Welcome, I have my coffee, hopefully you have yours. I am rocking a 24-ounce coffee from Wawa, regular coffee with a little sugar, trying to go with the Splenda, but for today's show, I think... The audience deserves real sugar. So this is real sugar. I have a lid on it and uh, a travel lid. So mayhaps the slurping that some would say marred episode number one won't be as prevalent today. Let's see. No, not at all. Not at all as uh, horse-like in my drinking of coffee. I repulsed myself while listening to... uh, to episode number one, 412 times. Sad. Pathetic. Pathetic. We did have some listeners. uh, Around 60 or 70 uh, downloads. Thank you. I know the exact number, but I don't want to seem that into it. I don't want to seem too into it. Uh, But that was cool. Some people uh, listened, gave some cool feedback. There was a... Uh, I request to think of a better podcast name, so I'll put that on you. Uh, you think of a better podcast name. Folks, if you have any good ones out there, other follow-up, I finally thought of band five in my Hall of Shame uh, band list. It was Sting or The Police or any other iteration thereof. I know you couldn't continue through your work week without thinking of uh, knowing what my fifth band on that list per last week's uh podcast was and there was one item of business the music from the grunge era was not southwest but northwest somebody correct me i knew that slip of the tongue slip of the tongue wawa coffee perhaps my favorite or 7-eleven executive blend what is your favorite coffee do you like starbucks It's okay. Tastes a little burned to me, Starbucks. A little charred. I like the Wawa or the 7-Eleven. Do not like Dunkin' Donuts coffee because I'm not a child, folks. I'm not an infant. (laughs) Uh, Dunkin' Donuts tastes very sweet to me. Too sweet. I like something with a little uh, bite to it. Not something that's so sweet. I don't have a sweet tooth. I have a meat tooth. I would prefer in a restaurant extra meat, not extra dessert. Oh, you'll have the brownie and you'll have the ice cream. I'll have seven more wings. Thank you for my dessert, for the dessert round. Meat tooth. Meat tooth. Prefer dry. Dry sensations. So that is the coffee. I tried not to drink a lot this week, so... When I did get into some coffee, the effects would be extra devastating. And I think by my manic delivery so far, you'll see that it's working, that the drugs are clearly coursing through my veins at this point. The executive blend at the Seven Eleven always makes me feel a little important. No, 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 I'll take the executive blend, thank you. For me and my CEO friends, is there a criteria one needs to uh, to drink the executive blend? Perhaps if you don't pass the test, they just slap that cup of coffee right out of your hand and say, "I'm sorry, this coffee's for executive. This coffee's for closers." Um, so that's what is your favorite? Uh, write you can write in to Brian Francis. Podcast at Outlook.com. I know. It rolls off the tongue. Tell me your favorite uh, blend of coffee, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. I will personally write back to each and every one of you and tell you why you're wrong. Because I care. I do care. I didn't mean that. sarcastically. I do care. Okay. So... Other things that are going on. This is second podcast. Hopped up on the executive blend. Feel big time. Feel big time like, like Planet Fitness big time. Let me give you an example. I'm a member of Planet Fitness, and I like to also th- sort of put on airs, so like you know, uh, Planet Fitness. No, I call it the club. I'm, uh, I'm going to be at the club if you need me. I know it's Planet Fitness. I know it's a dollar a month. But I like to throw at the... I'll be at the club. It kind of has this air about it that I think people find a little intimidating, to be honest. with I'm going to drink the executive blend coffee, then head over to the club. Oh, a club? Oh, Planet Fitness with the purple and yellow color scheme. Now folks, I could afford LA Fitness, okay? I make LA Fitness money. Let's let's be honest. But I like to keep it real at the Planet Fitness. Have you been there? You must go, even for a, a free trial workout. I go to the one on Street Road. And which if you're not from the area, Street Road sounds like the most bizarre name for a road ever. What should we call this road? what should we call it's sort of like a street yes do that so planet fitness you walk through the door folks i kid you not you are first greeted with a bowl of tootsie rolls just tootsie rolls as many as you can fist out of that bowl you can have (laughs) In addition to the Tootsie Rolls, once a week, I've seen on the signs, I have not participated in this, but I hope to, Planet Fitness offers an all-you-can-eat pizza night. I mean, what? What? This is true, folks. I couldn't make this up. Planet Fitness, all-you-can-eat pizza night, tons of Tootsie Rolls. I mean, since I've joined, I swear to you folks, I've gained seven pounds. (laughs) I won't do a lot of body talk today, all right? I felt like it hit you over the head last time with a lot of body talk. Gonna back off the body talk this week, but I'm telling you about Planet Fitness. Dollar a month. It's not really a dollar a month, it's a, there's a little switch there, a little bait and switch, but it's uh, cheaper than any other club around here. And I find it nice. I find the, the color scheme nice, the people nice, uh, and that Tootsie Roll deal to be just phenomenal. I mean, no other club out there is offering free Tootsie Rolls. And it, trust me. I've done the research. They're not. So their theme is um, no judgment zone. Planet Fitness, no judgment zone. Mm. I, uh, I like a little judgment. I like a little bit of judgment in my working out, and I like to judge others. What's the point of getting workout gear if you can't throw a little judgment around? So that may be one of the reasons I might leave Planet Fitness if they can't alter that rule to make it a somewhat judgment zone. slight judgment zone. I think that would be a better a better motto. The planet. So this is, I'm gonna go into some some jokes now, some some skits, some bits going to see what I have here. I jotted some things down, things things that I've been thinking about throughout the week. Occasionally I feel like an idea is so good that I won't say it in person during a conversation. I'm, you know, I'll have, we'll, I'll be in a conversation in real life and I'll be like, "You know what? I'm just not going to say anything and save that. You're not going to get that that comment for free." And now I'm, I think I'm starting to lose my mind. I mean, this is insane that you would really withhold a conversation, a comment, a witticism so as to post it online. So I need to not do that. But I did jot down some ideas this week. And the first thing has to do with a dream I had. Last week, and, and an eerie coincidence that occurred. I had this dream last week, and I never remember my dreams, but this one was quite bizarre. I was walking outside in this dream, and I heard the thrashing, thrashing of wings, the beating and thrashing, frenetic beating of wings. And then I felt the sky go dark as if a cloud had momentarily eclipsed the sun. And when I looked up in this dream, there were thousands and thousands of peacocks flying in the sky, circling madly, covering the sun. And this listener was no, one would think... Seeing this multitude of peacocks would cause uh, joy given their colorful plumage. But no, this feeling that I had was ominous. Something was afoot and asunder. It felt apocalyptic, this dream, really. So, and that concluded the dream. And, you know, as a standalone event, that would just be... Um, something to um, think about and be amused by. I told one or two people at work, told my family about this dream, posted it on Facebook, and then removed the post. I thought, this is stupid. Nobody cares. Now, given the events of this past week, I wish I hadn't removed this post about my dream because it would prove beyond any question of a doubt that I do have powers of insights beyond this realm that I am blessed with what is the word I'm looking for it begins with this clairvoyance that's the word the ability to see into the future glimpses into the future is what this dream revealed because if you live in the Philly area you may know that maybe three days after my dream what happened in the Philadelphia Zoo, four peacocks escaped and strutted southward on I-76, which is the Schuylkill Expressway. That's right. I know my roads. And a couple people then sent me this article in philly.com saying, yo, remember you are saying about the peacocks? Look, four peacocks escaped. I was like, oh my, what does this mean? What is the symbolic intent of this dream? I don't know, but it rattled me. So the latest update on the peacocks that I heard is that one, alas, was killed. Two were recaptured and returned to the zoo. And the fourth peacock is still missing, or as I like to say, is still free. So, all this occurred last week, and on Friday, the manhunt was on. Should I say the bird hunt was on, and uh, oddly enough, I, who 98% of the time go to my same place of business every day, was asked to go on a, a, a work trip, on a mission, on an assignment to West Philadelphia the very same place in which these birds were loose. And I got so jazzed up in my mind that I'm going to meet these birds. That there is some sort of destiny, some sort of karma pull that these birds have a message for me, or maybe I have a message for these peacocks. I don't know, but for whatever reason, the dream it with this odd coincidence that now I'm going to West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds? I don't know. That's a little Will Smith. That's a little Fresh Prince. I know. People were used to saying West Philly, but I know if you're not used to saying West Philly, it immediately cues that song in your brain. So I'm just going to do that for you, get that out of the way for you. So I went to West Philly, looked up and down for these birds. After my mission, my assignment, which as a teacher was to go to a school there and be a judge in a project-based learning uh, end-of-the-year projects. I was one of the judges. Fantastic school, fantastic day. But as soon as I left, and prior to, I walked up and down those streets because I had some time to kill. But really, I was looking for those peacocks. And I did not see them. Anti-climax. So I have no idea what my life means now. I thought this was going to uh, be the answer. I'm still searching. West Philly is cool, though. It's got these big Victorian homes of all different colors and, like, these uh, gutter punks and anarchists. And it's not a college town. It's just true, legitimate, like, outlaws and uh, politically charged wackos. Um, I would, I'd like to move there one day, retire there, get myself one of these big Victorians and, uh, just be a punk rock dad. Can one be a punk rock dad? Is that possible? I still see some punk rock shows every now and again. I have a couple punk rock t-shirts even like I wore my black flag t-shirt the other day and it seemed a little sad. It's starting to feel a little sad wearing my punk rock shirts. Like, what, what am I rebelling against? Seriously. You're a suburban dad with two kids and, you know, you go to Planet Fitness. Henry Rollins and Black Flag probably couldn't think of something so opposite of punk rock in my life right now. That's okay. In my mind, I'm punk rock. I feel that punk rock still informs some of my decisions, what I do, who I... In my mind, I'm like 24 years old, I think. I would say my mental age, what I think of myself, if I were thrown in a dungeon and, and was there for a disorienting amount of time and someone said, quick, how old are you? I would say 24. What would you say your mental age is? What do you feel like? I would say you strike me as about 31. You strike me as 31. You're you're a little crotchety. No, I don't know. I don't know your mental age. What, What were the peacocks' mental age? Are peacocks like dogs and they age by years of seven? Increments of seven? And what is the purpose of a peacock? Like, all right, Darwin's evolution, right? Every Everything like has a, a purpose, a camouflage in terms of hunting because peacocks can't be predators. They have to be prey and then why would you be so colorful as prey? I guess to be so like so insane that another bird would be like, dude, I don't even know what that is. Is that a couch? Is that a couch from the late 70s? I'm not messing with that. There could be good meat there, but that's not for me. So I wish that last peacock well. And I will be punk rock one day in my West Philly Victorian... Victorian... Victorian. So on Saturday... I got all excited to sit down and watch the Belmont Stakes, the third race in the Triple Crown races, the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. And somehow I missed the news, because I thought the races were every other weekend. Somehow I missed the news. And the Belmont Stakes is this upcoming Saturday. So that was a little disheartening, but it's okay. Not a huge horse guy, but I do watch the big three races. The horse Justify, Justify, or Justify, is vying for the Triple Crown, which is a rare feat in American sports. Oftentimes, the horse will win two of three races, but the Belmont Stakes, the track, proves to be just a little too long and the potential Triple Crown winner is caught on the back stretch and comes up just short of glory. It's happened a number of times in the past, although we did have a recent Triple Crown winner. American Pharaoh? I believe that was the horse's name a couple of years ago. So, long story short, I did miss the Belmont. To be outside... On a beautiful day, and of our 20 birthday parties, my two girls combined, so many of them have been outdoors and they've been perfect days. Uh, finally, this potentially being the last big birthday party, because after 10, we're like, enough with the big parties. This, the last one, the weather did not cooperate and it poured. So while our party was slated to be an outdoors event, we quickly went to plan B and had the party inside, and instead of the entertainment which we had scheduled, which was a day of ziplining, which is absolutely terrifying, by the way, were you to ask me what is the most difficult part of parenting, I would have to say ziplining. <sighs> I am a, uh, a big roller coaster guy, not a spinny ride guy, but those zip lines, I will tell you, man, fear of God. So, anyway, party back at our house. Kids, 10 of them, getting a little restless, no entertainment plan, plan B. So, I go into manic party host mode. You like ping pong? Who wants to do trivia? Does anyone know uh, how to speak a different language? What's the capital of. California just manic manic and these kids are fairly amused but you could see that they're starting to crack and fracture into little juntas. you don't pronounce the J in that right little little factions little um, well, I, I don't you don't need more more synonyms you get the idea so they're starting to fracture so. I thought, the preakness is happening, let's involve these 10 year ten-year-olds in this horse race. So I cut up slips of paper with each horse's number and put these slips into a hat, and I had the girls select the horse cognizant to not slip my own daughter the number seven, which was the horse of the favorite, justified. A lesser man would have. But I run a clean race at my house, all right? So uh, we had the children gather around the television, and they were somewhat uh, into this until the horses started coming out. And then the children uh, started to lock on. And I said, first prize, first place, 20 bucks, second place, 10 bucks, third place, five dollars. And I taught them the term win, place, and show as well. Much to the chagrin, oh, I don't know. I don't know how the moms and dads reacted uh, when the story came filtering back into the uh, sur- suburban grapevine that uh, Brian Francis is. Uh, that's right. I remember my uh, pod de plume. Brian Francis is hosting a gambling party, uh, but the kids seemed very excited. They seemed very excited, and they gripped their tickets, and uh, when the race started, all of them ran right in front of the television. It resembled something of a mosh pit, screaming, whooping. These kids, when money became on the line, suddenly were savages. And I mean that not in its current contextual form, savage. I mean that in the most guttural of human instincts sort of savages. Elbowing each other out of the way to catch a better glimpse of the race. Uh, and uh, I was just praying that a horse did not go down and break its leg and they would have to shoot it right on the track because that would have really put a damper on my daughter's birthday party. Thank, And I always had mixed emotions with horse racing. I do. I love animals. So it's like... I know, I know, it's not great, but, you know, but what else are you going to do? Not race the horses? That's not an option. You have to race them, right? (laughs) It's always a mixed. It's like today's weather. It's a mixed bag how I feel about horse racing, but, you know, you just get through it. You get through it and you pray no horses are injured, which they were not. Uh, we had a big winner, uh, not my daughter, but another uh, girl won. And then uh, the remaining uh, girls that were not in the win placer show, uh, they said, well, what do we win? I said, nothing, honey. You know, you, you, you didn't come in first, second or third. And I saw a little quiver, a little quiver at the bottom of her lip as she comprehended that she didn't win. And I felt bad. So I gave everyone else that played $2. Was that the right move? Or am I further reinforcing the ethos of this everyone wins a trophy generation? It was a tough judgment call. Should I use my daughter's party to make a political statement that not everybody wins? Or should everyone just win $2 and should I just calm down? I went with the latter. I decided on the latter, but I don't know. To this day, maybe the more teachable moment would be... Only first, second, and third gets money. But the teachable moment really, unfortunately, was about gambling. And uh, I think it's never too early to teach your kids about the uh, the dangers and the excitement and the thrill, oh, and the dangers of gambling. Uh, not a big gambler. I did see they just passed gambling and sports gambling, which is going to be everywhere. So maybe a vice that I never even had, maybe I'll develop one. I would hope that my body would have discovered every vice at this point, that at this late date of 42 – it's not going to stumble upon a new one, but maybe I will. Maybe I will. So the girls had a great time, and uh, you know, as the party was winding down and they were sort of working themselves into the basement to watch a movie, two of them came up and asked if I could take them to the off-track betting to bet on uh, harness racing. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that was a jo- that was a joke I wrote down. <laughs> Stupid. They want to go see harness racing No, So hopefully whatever uh, I taught these 10-year-olds about gambling will be unlearned by the time they get home. And, you know, parents, I apologize. Oh, but you know what? It was raining and it was our plan B and I'm sorry. But I like to parent on the edge. I parent on the edge. That's, what, that's punk rock parenting right there. <laughs> punk rock parenting. That's good punk rock parenting. So we'll see if Justify can win the Triple Crown this week, this upcoming week. My friend is going. I have a friend in New York uh, where the Belmont Stakes occurs and he just bought his tickets and he said that the band there, the big post-race concert, which I didn't even know that there were concerts that occur after horse races or prior to horse races. I've never been to the Preakness. Almost went to the Preakness a couple times. I'll bet some of you have. I hear it's a wild party. I don't know if there are concerts there. The band for the Belmont is none other than 90s alternative rock band, Third Eye Blind. That's pretty big time, right? Third Eye Blind played at my college, where I went to, the fine institution, York College of Pennsylvania, as well as in other, uh, other schools in the 90s, because I had friends that went to Westchester and a couple other schools, and it seemed that they were one of these like Division Three type of bands. Like, you're good, but you're just going to do the, the Division Three circuit when you tour. We also had Blues Traveler play at York College of Pennsylvania in 1994, which was very exciting. It was probably 95. And it was just, just when Blues Traveler uh, really broke it with their song, Run Around. I think that was their first hit song, and a couple other follow-up songs that were equally successful. I imagine John Popper, the, the vested John Popper, uh, must have been devastated to know that while he could be playing much bigger venues, he, alas, was contractually obligated to still, despite the incessant airplay of runaround, to still perform at York College's Wolf Jim B. I would do anything to break that contract. But Popper, to his credit, put on a good show. Didn't even look disappointed. A true showman. Another entertainer that came through York's Hollywood halls was the comedian Wendy Wanda Sykes, who's been on Curb, Your Enthusiasm, and a couple other shows. I, at the time, was a newspaper writer for The Spartan, which I'm sure you know was the the newspaper for York College. And I uh, wrote a review of the show, which was funny. She was very funny. But you have to wonder about art. Like this was, she performed on a Tuesday night in the Student Union to a smattering of applause. Maybe eight people there. Fifteen max. You have to wonder about her own thoughts at that point. Like, am I going to stick with this comedy thing? Is this for me? Is this going the way I had anticipated? And apparently she answered those questions with yes, because she is successful now. But I often think back this, this route of art, of entertainment, of, all right, of podcasting. All right, you got me. Uh, and look at the humble beginnings, like podcast number two on the Brian Francis podcast show. Humble beginnings. Am I performing for more people than the Sparts Den, which was the nickname for our student union in the Spartan on a Tuesday night? Don't know. Don't know. 73 downloads will tell you otherwise. Bam! All right. Um, so, I guess... I don't know if there's too much really on my mind except, uh, you know, feeling great, feeling good. How are you? Got the landlines removed from the house. Decided didn't need them. Now, here's the bizarre thing. I mean, if you have landlines still, I'll bet the only reason you use them is, uh, or the only calls that come through there are from telemarketers because that was our case. I mean, it was just constant telemarketing. Uh, which I've noticed a couple of telemarketers now trickling onto my cell phone, which is which is concerning, but got rid of the landlines. free. I am free now, but I found this odd uh, the other day. I couldn't find my cell phone, so I needed the landline. I wanted to find the landline phone so I could call my cell phone. This apparently is the only use for a landline phone, is to call one's cell phone. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'll get the landline back just to, uh, to call one cell phone. It's, but it was a whole, you know, switch out a cable and new television situation, which I still don't know how to turn the television on with this new setup. That's okay. People think I'm noble that I don't watch a lot of TV. It's not that I just don't know how to turn it on. I just, I I hit it in HDMI 2 and then it's always HDMI 2 and then, then the problems ensue. And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just walk the dog. This is not working out. It's just not working out. And isn't that a theme? That could be the theme for today. It's just not working out. So, I think I'll wrap it up here. Thank you for joining me. I hope you had fun. I did. There's a little bit of coffee left, but I'm going to, uh, there it is. I'm going to finish that and uh, go on with my, my day. Might play a little basketball later with the other neighborhood dads, a little two-on-two. I call it dad basketball. It's not quite like the basketball you see on television, but, uh, not dissimilar. hit a couple threes yesterday when I was playing. When you're a kid playing sports, it's you know it's the greatest thing in the world, right? It's fun it's timeless you're lost in the flow you're just playing. When you're 42 and playing sports, it's just as good because you start to realize like this could be it. This could be the last time I'm on the court. Um, so even though one's body is screaming to, uh, you know, of aches and pains, uh, it's, it's a fantastic feeling. And I actually feel surprisingly well for 42. Um, so that could be the plan for this evening. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week. Tell your friends. Tell your grandparents. Brian Francis podcast. We'll think of a better name for next week. This is me signing off. See ya.